Good morning, everyone. How is everybody doing? How are you all? I hope you're keeping safe and I hope you're all okay. Well, you're welcome to this morning's podcast. Well, I know you all are probably asleep by now, but um, the Holy Spirit led me to do the podcast today. So, please let's buy it and start with prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed Father, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, we appreciate you, glorify you this early morning. Thank you for the life which you've given us. Thank you for guiding us and protecting us. We are not being exalted. And thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping us safe, even in all the darkness looming around the world. You are with us, Father. We appreciate you. As we are going into your word this morning, please come and teach us. Please come and teach us. We don't want to learn out of our own out of our own words or teachings, oh Lord, please come and teach us Holy Spirit. We invite your presence here this morning. In Jesus' name. So, um, this morning, okay, let me start like this. Recently, I've been having the urge to enlighten people about certain things. Because I've come to realize that it is lack of knowledge that makes people perish these days. Even the Bible had already said it that people perish because they lack wisdom. A lot of people don't know lots of things, and that is um, that gives the devil leverage to cheat them. Gives the devil leverage to 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 get things from them. A lot of children of God around the world, they, they are really children of God, but there are certain truths about the kingdom, there are certain truths about God that they do not know. Now, the Holy Spirit can reveal himself to anyone. Yes, he can. But he, he, he speaks his word to his children, true people. I want us to know that. A lot of people are waiting to hear um, a voice behind their head telling them, repent, repent. No. The power of conviction goes with the word. The word that comes out through the mouth of a man. Sure, the Lord can can convict a person by himself. That's true. But most times, it is through the word that comes from the mouth of a man. A man of God. A child, even not a man of God only. A child of God in general believer a christian a true christian because there are different kind of christians we'll, we'll go into that but not today so i just want to enlighten our people this morning now i want us to check the book of act 19 verse 2 here paul was talking to some disciples and he asked them if they have received the holy spirit they said no why because they've not heard about the Holy Spirit. They don't even know about him. Now, Paul was talking to some disciples. I want us to start from there. Let's start our study guide from there. So he was talking to some disciples. Disciples, then disciples mean um, they were close to the, the, the idea we have of, of disciples were people that were close to Jesus, right? People that knew, knew about the kingdom. They they, they knew about God and, and so on and so forth. Paul was talking to some disciples, to some believers. 
right and he asked them if they had received the holy spirit even after being disciples your paul knew that it was crucial for them to have the holy spirit if not he wouldn't have asked them you can't say you're a believer yeah you know about god you read your bible do this you do that without the holy spirit the holy spirit crowns it all it is by the, the it is by the holy spirit that you are adopted the bible says it is the spirit of adoption when you have the holy spirit it, it automatically means that you are here to the throne in heaven the bible says that as many as are led by the holy spirit they are sons of god you can be a believer you can love God, you can, you, can, you can read the Bible, you can decipher the Bible, you can crack codes in spirit, but without the Holy Spirit, you are incomplete. Without the Holy Spirit, your name hasn't been marked in the kingdom of heaven as being a son of God. Now, Paul was talking to the disciples and he asked them if they had received the Holy Spirit. And they said no. He asked them why? Because they've not heard about the Holy Spirit. That is to show you that a lot that we need to hear about Him. We need to know Him. Now, the best way is hearing about someone is not the best way to know someone. But when you have an insight about the person, it makes you want to be friends with the person. Okay, if I, if I walk up to you, someone now and tell um, that person that, oh yeah, I have a friend, he's very friendly, um, he, he, he's very nice, he's so, like, I can talk to him anytime. And I tell you a lot of things about that person that is so good. You would want to meet that person, right? That is how it is with the Holy Spirit. And when you get to meet him, when, when, when you've already found him, you begin to see more about him. Nobody can tell me that he or she knows about God to the fullest. Like, you, you know God, you, 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 know his, um, you know every step he can take, you know every of his daily routine, you know him so personally. Nobody knows God fully. We all know a dimension. We all there are millions of dimensions to God. We all know various dimensions. I could know the fatherly dimension of God. Yes, I could be very conversant with the fatherly dimension of God. I see him as a father. In my life, he acts as a father. Some people know the... the there are a lot of dimensions to God. Let me just put it that way. Some people know the provider passion, um, dimension of God. Right? So people know the God that makes promises and keeps them. There are a lot of dimensions to God. Now when you, you know that there's a God somewhere and you begin to seek Him, that is when you begin to unveil more about Him. You can't say that you know someone so well from afar. That's not possible. It is when you come closer to the person that you begin to know the person better. You begin to know his or her attitude. You know what what um what what could make the person sad. What could make the person happy, and so on and so forth. So, and one more thing I want people to really really admit is that a lot of people admit that they they, they think 
they have the Holy Spirit. They do know they don't have the Holy Spirit. But because, I don't know, because they want people to see them as, as being holy or something. So people think they have the Holy Spirit, but they don't, they don't know Him. I'm telling you the fact. They think they have Him because they, they think they can read the Bible. They think they think they can um, study, they think they can pray, so that they, they think that is being, having the Holy Spirit. There is a surety that comes with having the Holy Spirit. You'll be sure, you'll know in yourself. Nobody can help you to argue that you don't have the Holy Spirit. Now, if the disciples, has, uh, the disciples that Paul asked have said yes, that they have the Holy Spirit, Paul might not have been able to release the Holy Spirit unto them and pray for them. So, to be able to accept something, we have to admit we don't have it. For example, now, you, uh, someone wants to give me, someone wants to give me, uh, probably a toothbrush. And I said, oh, no, 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 I have a toothbrush already. The person wouldn't want to give me, right? That is because I have not admitted that I don't have something. When you admit you'll be able to accept now um, many of us um, many believers have to stop seeing the Holy Spirit there's a there's a way people have painted the Holy Spirit they make him seem like <clears throat> sorry they make him seem like he's a ghost or probably because of the Holy Spirit you think he's a he's like <laughs> he's like a white um, how would I put it? Like, like the way it is in movies when they talk about ghost spirits, like something in the head that'll be ooh, that kind of, that kind of idea. That's not the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people also think the Holy Spirit is like a gushing wind that just comes when the presence of God is somewhere. No, that is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's presence is made known in different ways, but that doesn't mean that's the Holy Spirit. I can make my presence known in a place by stamping my feet. But that stamping of the feet doesn't mean that's me. The fact that I stamp my feet doesn't mean that is me. I'm only making my presence known. Okay, let me just... Um, okay, today we are really just going to be talking mostly about the Holy Spirit. That's what, that's what we would mostly be talking about. I really want a lot of people to please open their hearts and open their mind to admit to accept. They have to admit to what accept. Okay, so let's just let's just go into let's just go into a short subtopic. Who is the Holy Spirit? Now, a lot of um, pastors, apostles, evangelists, they love to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because it's very, very important, crucial in this our grace as Christians. This our journey on this earth. This our journey to the kingdom of heaven. The Holy Spirit is it's a very sweet topic. <laughs> I believe that's why most of them are able to talk about it without being tired. It's it's very it, talking about the Holy Spirit. It's very very sweet. It's very. It gives you a joy. It gives you a kind of joy. Because 
If you experience the Holy Spirit, you won't want Him to leave you. You won't want Him to leave you. That is why I, I, I feel pain when some people don't know Him, when some people just make Him sad without, without them even knowing Him. Imagine someone that doesn't know you should be sad that you are doing something wrong. What kind of. What, what, someone that you don't know should be sad that you're doing something wrong. If I, if I keep talking, I'll just... It really gets to me. Even Katri, I, I watched a, a video, a sermon of Katri Kuman, and she was tearing up. She was crying. She said, don't breathe the Holy Spirit. If you experience the Holy Spirit's love, you wouldn't want it to be drift you wouldn't want him to leave you all the days of your life i tell you that so now let's let's just talk about the holy spirit for a short while now first and foremost i would like to tell you that the holy spirit is spirit that is that is as i said the holy spirit not is our flesh yes and it's a personality is the third person in the trinity is the third person in the trinity now this trinity of a thing is another big topic for another day because a lot of people don't understand the trinity a lot of people think um god is one side the spirit is one side uh son jesus christ is one side but actually they are all one but just different dimensions of them different um different expressions of them it's just like saying um body soul um body soul and uh, body spirit soul okay talking okay, as a human being now we have a body we have a spirit we have a soul but we are still one human being the body spirit and soul is one together without the body the spirit can the, the spirit can be so they are all one together but though they have distinctive parts we're going to talk about that um uh, another day a separate day so the holy spirit is the spirit of god it's the spirit of god Joel 2 verse 28 confirms that i would love to really take us through the bible but we might not have time to read certain bible texts so i want you to just follow along with me him being a spirit doesn't mean he's hair or ghost and doesn't mean he has no emotions a lot of people think like i know you you might notice that i say a lot of people that's because though i've not met a lot of people but i can feel it i can with the way things are going on in the society it is obvious that a lot of people don't know when i hear about um when i hear people about people just committing sin without knowing that they're really making somebody they're really making somebody sad by their actions it really gets to me and you know, let's, let's please let's continue let's continue Continue. So, as I was saying, I was saying the Holy Spirit has emotions. Yes, He has emotion. He has a personality. He has a will. He has emotion. He can communicate. Now, there's a Bible verse that says, "Do not grieve the Spirit of God." Now, is it possible for you to grieve someone that has no emotions? I know, me to my own understanding. Someone that is grieved is someone that has loved before. 
Uh, let me make a little illustration. Let's say a woman loves her son, right? A woman, uh, a mother, we always love our children. A woman loves her son, and the son dies. Unfortunately, the son dies. Now, the death of this son will lead to the woman griefing. That means the love that she had for her son made her grief for him when he died. It is when there has been love that there can be grief. So for the Bible to say, do not grieve the Spirit of God, that means He loves us. Therefore, there are certain, there are some of our actions that can grieve Him. Hi. There sort of are some of our actions that can make Him sad. So that shows you that He can be sad, He can love, He can be happy. That shows you that He has emotions. If you look around the Bible when they're talking about the Spirit of God, you see that they use he, 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 he is the spirit of truth, is the is the spirit of prophecy. That is because you can't you can't call a thing a he, can you? You can't call a pen a he. It is someone that has a personality, that has a will that you can call he. That is that has an individuality, like an individual is what you can call a he or a she. The Bible made reference to the Holy Spirit using He. This is to show you that He is living. He is living. He's not just a gush of wind. He's not just hair. He is living. Let's just take that. Let's let's really hold on to that. He is living. He has a personality. He has a will. One of His greatest emotions is love. His love for mankind. His love. The, the, if you look around the Bible, you really see that um, they said the Spirit of God became angry. God is God is the one that usually um, get angry. I know they are all one, but God the Father is the one that has this um, wrath dimension to him. But what I've read about the Holy Spirit in the, in the Bible is mostly about love. It's mostly about love. About him, how we, how we can be grieved, how we can be sad by our actions. It's mostly about love. He's one of the most emotional person. Like he's one of the most emotional part of the Trinity. He's the emotional one. He's the one that loves us so dearly. He's the one that even when we are doing um, wrong things, he's still there. He's still there, telling us that oh, we are. This is not wrong. This is not right. You have to change this. He searches into the deepest things about God. He knows the deepest things about you. He's a spirit of grace. He's a spirit of prophecy. There are a lot of Bible texts about the Holy Spirit that I keep taking us through. If I take us through it um, one by one, it will take time. And I believe, yeah, I believe that there is a time limit to a podcast. So I'll just really. I just really shortened it. It's an ampl- I want us to open our hearts and minds to be able to get this thing. I pray the Spirit of the Lord will come into your lives. I pray the Holy Spirit will visit you. In Jesus' name. So let's continue. It's the Spirit of grace. It's the Spirit of prophecy. It's the Spirit of guidance. It's the Spirit of power. Now there are a lot of Bible um, texts 
that's been pointed to this because for sure i i can't i i if i'm to say something i love to say from the context of the bible because the bible is our proof the bible is is is, is what really makes us witnesses when we are speaking from the bible we speak word of god we speak the word of god so now i there's one there's one um of his personality that i really want to talk about is the spirit of adoption that really that really got me the father is the spirit of adoption without him we can't be called heirs of christ heirs of god yes heirs to the throne because um when jesus was still living he said we are we make us joint heirs right now without the holy spirit you can't be known as the son of god i'm telling you that as a true fact that is why he's very important that is why it's very crucial. Because we as Christians are to be sons and daughters of Zion. We are to be sons and daughters of God. Without the Holy Spirit, we don't have this. The Holy Spirit is like is like is like that person that can finalize our document to being to, to becoming children of God. When you want to adopt a child, you there are a lot of processes that 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 um, you have to go through a lot of documents you want to sign so on and so forth but the holy spirit is that document is that is that person that makes it that makes it finalized for life when you have the holy spirit it is finalized that you are a son or daughter of god because the Bible said, as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, as many have the Holy Spirit are heirs. As many that are led by the Holy Spirit are sons of God. When you are led by the Holy Spirit, by the virtue of that, you are made a son of God. The Bible also said, it is the spirit of life. Job 33 verse, Job 33 verse 4 says that, um, and by the spirit of God, it is by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that we have a life in us. That we are walking around, that we are living, that we are breathing. The Bible also said it's the Spirit of Revelation. It's the Spirit of Glory. The... Now, without the Holy Spirit, you can't have all these things. You can't have grace upon your life without the Holy Spirit. You can't have prophecy. You can't have guidance. You can't have power. It is the Holy Spirit that gave the disciples that the disciples power on the day of Pentecost. He gave them boldness. He gave them power over over the kingdom of darkness. He gave them power over sickness. He gave them power over ailments, infirmity. With the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, He comes and gives you power. The Holy Spirit comes with a lot of package. A package that you can't unveil, finish. It's like, it's like someone buys you a gift box and you keep opening it and opening it and opening it and opening it and opening it. You keep bringing out various gifts inside. That is how the Holy Spirit is. It's the gift of the Father to us. He is God with us. Now the Father is in heaven. Jesus Christ the Son is in heaven. But the Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus Christ told us that the Father will send down to us to be with us, to teach us, to lead us into all truth. I love that place that said, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. He will teach you all things. If you want to know about Jesus Christ, ask the Holy Spirit. If you want to know about the Father, ask the Holy Spirit. If you want to know about even your studies, ask the Holy Spirit. 
that it will lead you into all truth. It will teach you all things with no exception. The person that had wisdom in the Bible, Solomon, he knew God. And to my own understanding, I believe he had the Spirit of God. He might not have known it because back then in the, in the Old Testament, they didn't really know about the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus came there, he began, to te- he began to teach us about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been dwelling since the beginning. Since the beginning. I tell you that. He was the one hovering around the world, around, around the earth when it was void and, and empty. He was the one that brought about creation. I pray the Holy Spirit would open our eyes to see some things this morning. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom and understanding. Isaiah 11 verse 2. He's the spirit of truth. Yes, I said that. That he will lead us into all truth. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. See, there are a lot of personalities to the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of, there are a lot of things about him. He's, he's our comforter, our teacher, our helper, our guide, our friend. That is one thing I really want us to key into. He is our friend. He is what? Our friend. There's nothing. The way I am. Why I speak to the Holy Spirit? There are times when I just sit down and I tell, and I, 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 I pray. I said, I, I say to my um, to the Holy Spirit. I said, I say, Holy Spirit, please come and teach me about communion. Communion means communication. Communion means dialogue. Come and speak to me. Now it's not until you, it's not until you pray before you can speak to the Holy Spirit. No, He's a friend. You can tell Him about your day. It is a true fact. I don't know, but I do it. I tell the Holy Spirit about my day. I tell him about what is bothering me. And when I speak to him, I feel like, I feel a burden has been lifted from my heart. When I speak to him, I feel like I am filled with light. The Holy Spirit is a friend. He's a friend that he can tell anything. He's a friend that wants to know you. He's a friend that really wants to know you. But most of them, most of us are pushing him away. Most of us don't even know about him at all. That is why I want, I want us to please open our hearts and mind, our soul. I want us to open our hearts to, to, to what we are hearing this morning. Because this, this was, this, this topic is not brought about by me. No. If not, how will I know that a lot of people don't have the Holy Spirit? I can't know. I can't. Don't tell us about. It is the Holy Spirit is the one that changes us. When I received the Holy Spirit, there were a lot of attitudes and behaviors that I had that I didn't know that they were bad. And with time, the Holy Spirit started changing me in and inside out, inside out. Started changing the way I think. Started changing the way I speak. Started changing my behavior. I I noticed myself changing. Without me even even knowing the change process, it was after I have changed I will now look upon myself and be like, ah, I don't do this thing again, no. And I will now realize, wow, the Holy Spirit has changed. You can change the way you speak. You will now start speaking like someone that the springs of waters are inside you. You start speaking like someone with the Holy Spirit. You start speaking words that have life. Now I want to, to us to notice something about um, the benediction of um, the grace as we say in Nigeria. It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now fellowship is in another um, 
that fellowship there in another version is written as communion. Communion, as I said, is communication. Now, it is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means Jesus Christ comes with grace, right? The love of God, God comes with love. And the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit. That means it is the Holy Spirit that we can commune with. It is the Holy Spirit we can fellowship with. The Holy Spirit will surely lead you to the Father. He will surely lead you to the Son. But it's the one that you can commune with. Jesus Christ said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except you. Then the same Bible now said he will lead you into all truths. That means the Holy Spirit will lead you to Jesus, who in turn is the way to God that you can get to God. You understand the, the, the link there now, right? Now, that is just a summary. Yes, I'll put it as a summary of what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit, when, when you get to know Him, when you, when you get to have Him, I, you will know Him. Words cannot describe the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I try to use English to describe His presence. His presence alone. Sometimes I used to dis- use I try using English to, to describe him, but I, I I become short of words because the only you can't you can't describe him in words. You can't. It's 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 rare. It's it's very rare for you to have that English word, that English word that quite describes the Holy Spirit like that that describes him fully. You know, it's it's very rare. The Holy Spirit is not far away. It's not. It's not. It's not like it's far fetched. It's not like you. It's so far away that you can't get it. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Yes, He wants you. Don't say because I'm a sinner, or probably because you had a past of sin, you can't have the Holy Spirit, or maybe because you. Most people think because of their past they can't have the Holy Spirit. But the Bible said that. When you are in Christ, you are a new creature. All things have passed away. That means you have a new slate. All the things that has been written on this slate has been cleaned off. You have a new one. Not even that it has been cleaned off. The old one has been thrown away. And you have, give, you have been given a new one to rewrite your history. To rewrite your life. That means that past has been dead. It means that that new slate, you shall begin to write new things as children of God. So I don't want you to start, I, I want you to throw away that mentality that because you had a, a, a past full of sin, that you cannot have the Holy Spirit. It is not true. That is the devil holding you down from the promises of God to you. Because all around the Bible, the Bible that I read, I can see that the Father has promised us the Holy Spirit even since, even since the Old Testament. He said in Joel 2 verse 28 to 29, he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And he says, man, uh, um, the young will dream and prophesy, the old man. But he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means you are no exception. My brother, you are no exception. My sister, you are no exception. The devil is trying to hold you down from receiving the Holy Spirit because he knows when you receive the promise of God in your life, which is the Holy Spirit, you are extraordinary. 
He knows that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you begin to walk in the supernatural. The Holy Spirit is trying to keep a lot of people down because He knows that when they know the Holy Spirit, He can't have a hold on them. He can't have a hold on them. He can't be able to bring them down to bondage anymore. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, He begins to reveal some things about the kingdom, about the kingdom of darkness unto you. And you begin to... ah, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will bring you into all truth. I'm telling you, all truth in everything. In everything. A lot of people now, the, the fear of the devil in them is more than the love of God in their lives. They fear the devil more than they love God. That's because they fear that the devil the, the devil can get them, he can make them sick. And when you are in Christ, when you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit begins to lead you to the truth of good health, to the truth of long life, I tell you, the devil will have no hold on you anymore. It will have no hold on you anymore. That is why I, today, I want you to throw away every mentality of, um, I can't get the Holy Spirit because of my past. I can't, I can't receive the Holy Spirit because I'm a sinner. No, the Holy Spirit wants you. God wants you. It says the kingdom of heaven rejoices when just one man repents. The shepherd is much more happy when just one sheep returns home. He forgets about the remaining hundreds and thousands of sheep. But when just one little sheep returns home, he is rejoicing, he is happy that he received the sheep back. That is how God is. He is happy to receive you back. He wants you. Don't let the devil make you think, don't let the devil make you think worse of yourself. God doesn't see you as who you are right now. I tell you that when David was just a young man, God called him a mighty warrior, a mighty man of God. God doesn't see you as who you are right now or where you are right now. He sees you as what you are going to be. He sees you as the destiny which he has given unto you since the beginning of time. Since the beginning, since when you were born. I pray for us this morning that every person that is still under the bondage of the devil, that you shall begin to be released in the name of Jesus. Devil, I command you, release them in the name of Jesus. I pray this morning that every person, that their mentality is holding them down from getting the promises of God for them in their lives. Ah, I command that such mentality to begin to die in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I want us to know that the Holy Spirit gives you authority. When you have the Holy Spirit, you can command demons. But I'm not, I'm not asking you to command demons now. It's when you know the Holy Spirit, you know the authority you have in Him. You know the authority you have in Christ, that you can now decide to approach the kingdom of darkness. When you don't know Him enough, my brother and my sister, please oh, don't, don't go and um, challenge the devil. Don't go and challenge the devil when you don't, when you are not grounded in Christ, when you are not rooted in Christ well enough. Okay? Now, the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father to us. I said this since the beginning, um, since even the Old Testament, He has promised us the Holy Spirit. A lot of Bible texts really confirms that He said, um, like John 14, verse 16. Mostly the book of John tells us more about the Holy Spirit. Yes, uh, I like the, uh, the book of John. It really opens our eyes about the Holy Spirit. Now, there, a lot of people want to know about the Holy Spirit and His gifts. <laughs> that is one thing I also want us to change in our minds. The Holy Spirit comes with His gifts. It's a, it's a package. It's like, okay, the, the Holy Spirit is like a box. 
but the box comes with gifts, right? But you have to collect the box first before you can get to the gifts. Do not chase after gifts that you forget about the Holy Spirit. Do not chase after ministry that you forget about God. There is something I use as my motto every day. Intimacy over all. I want to know God. I want to love God. All the days of my life. More than I want ministry. Yo, ministry. No, it's not, it's not like... Ministries are a function as children of God. We all have a ministry. Every single person has a ministry. It's not until you are on the, on, on the stage preaching. No, we all have ministry. That's, that's, that's a topic for another day. I don't want to go into that right now. So, the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father to us. In John 15, um, 14 verse 26, he said, He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of places where he said he reports the Holy Spirit unto us. And if you key into these Bible verses and tell the Lord that, Lord, most times I hold God for his word. When you, are, when, you, when you receive the knowledge of being able to hold God for his word, when you take a word from the Bible, you take a word of, of, of his promise to you and tell him, God, you said this in your word, that you will give me this. But Lord God Almighty, I'm not seeing it in my life. Lord, please, you begin to tell him that you made a promise to me. God has promised us good health. He said in his word in the book of Psalm that with long life and good health shall I satisfy you. When you key into this Bible text, when you key into the word of God and you tell him, Lord, you said that you, you will satisfy me with long life and good health. I'm not having that right now. I am sick right now. Lord God Almighty, I enforce this, your promise upon my life. And you see that long life and good health begin to follow you. They begin to work with you. Now a lot of people can... Um, now they say, they'll say um, I've talked about the Holy Spirit now I've not really spoken about how to receive now to receive the Holy Spirit is not it's not hard it's not hard I can tell you that for a fact I can't teach about something and I won't tell you how to get that thing it's like I'm telling you about a chocolate and I'm telling and, and I'm not telling you where to get it it's like I'm telling you about a basket and I'm not telling you where I got it. It's like, about, it's like I'm telling you about what I have, but I'm not teaching you or telling you how to get it for yourself. Now, to receive the Holy Spirit is not something hard. It's not like to take years. No. The number one thing in receiving the Holy Spirit, the number one thing is to be thirsty. A lot of people might not be able to understand that. The number one thing receiving the Holy Spirit is to be what? Thirsty. Is to be thirsty. Now it is when you are thirsty that you can be given a drink, right? It is when you are thirsty that someone can come up to you and give you a drink. To receive the Holy Spirit, you have to be thirsty. You have to want him. You have to hunger for him. You have to want him in your life. Because if I'm not wanted in a place, I won't go there, right? You have to create an atmosphere that speaks to the Holy Spirit and shows him that you want him in your life. Now, the book of John, chapter 7, verse 37 to 9 says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowd, If you are thirsty, come to me. 
now this morning I want you to just look upon your life I want you to look at your life and ask yourself am I living a life for God am I living a life that speaks about God am I living a life that speaks to people am I living a life of purity I want you to begin to develop this hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit I want us to to develop this hunger and thirst for him I want us to begin to love him to seek him to want him please um, let's just let's just bow our heads really what this morning is just telling I, I am also learning from today's topic just because I, I just because I am the one that the Holy Spirit is speaking through doesn't mean I'm not learning I'm also learning and what I can hold on to is that the Holy Spirit wants people to know him that is why he tells his apostles that's why he tells his pastors to preach about him that is why he tells them to tell his people about him just as he told me to tell you guys about him he wants you I don't know who this person is but the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you that he wants you he loves you he just wants you to open the door for him he just wants you to welcome him he just wants you to want him that is what he asks for you this morning please let's bow our heads sweet holy spirit Thank you for your word this morning that you've spoken to us, your children. Thank you because you are Alpha, you are Omega. Thank you because you are the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you because you love us so much that you bestowed upon us your Holy Spirit as a gift to humanity, to all flesh. Thank you for your love, Father, because your love is the greatest thing, is the most wonderful thing I have ever seen in my whole life. Please come and help us. Come and help us, your children. Because we know you are our Heavenly Father. And you love us. Please come and help us. Help us to know you. Help us to seek you. Help us to hunger and thirst for your Holy Spirit. I pray for some people this morning. A hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit that that will overcome you. That you never expected. That will overwhelm you. That will make you want the Holy Spirit. That will make you seek the kingdom. I begin to pray such hunger upon your life this morning. I begin to pray such thirst upon your life this morning. Ah, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to some people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because we know that you've promised us the Holy Spirit. Lord, you've promised us the Holy Spirit. We know that we've seen that in your word this morning. Therefore, Lord, please fulfill your promises in our lives. Fulfill your promises in our life. And as many have not gotten to know God or they've not given their life to Christ, I pray this morning that your sins be forgiven in Jesus' name. I pray this morning that as you open your heart and mind to God, that He will welcome you home. In Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much.
Please, I want to beg us this from this day onward. Please put your heart and mind to God. Put your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit. Let Him speak to you. Don't feel like you know all. Let Him speak to you. Let Him speak to you. Thank you once again for listening. Um, Remain blessed. In Jesus' name. Hi everybody, I'm back again. I just wanted to add this bonus episode just in case you want to read more about the Holy Spirit. I'd advise you read more. You'd, uh, I advise you seek Him more by reading books, listening to messages by great men of God. And I'll personally um, recommend some like Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn, Going Deeper with the Holy Spirit also by Benny Hinn, How to Be Filled by the Holy Spirit by A.W. Tozer, and Mystery of the Holy Spirit, also by A.W. Toza, The Holy Spirit by Billy Graham. Well, these books will help you to widen your horizon and open your eyes more about the Holy Spirit. They are really, really great books written by great men of God. So you can go ahead to download these books and get them, read them, know more about the Holy Spirit. And I pray that God will help you. And also, you can listen to messages, sermons, some out. Try to list some also that I can get and I'll also tell you about them so you can look for there are various messages on the net that's why the internet is also it should be an advantage to our spiritual growth because you can get different um, videos on YouTube you can download different messages sermons by Miles Monroe Joshua Selman Mr. Joshua Selman um, Apostle Arome, Familiarizers, and so on and so forth. You can get these messages. Use your internet to your own advantage, to your spiritual growth. The internet is not just meant for social medias and all the likes. So please, I would advise us to download books, um, watch videos, messages, sermons, and all that. Thank you very much. I hope um, this episode really helps us to know more about the Holy Spirit and get to grow more spiritually. God bless you. May he continually bless you all the days of your life.